Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am a Santa who sends you an Amazon package without telling you, Trey Plutnicki. And I am the elf cracking open a delicious sponsored can of limited edition Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry. Sponsored episode. We made it. We are we are officially sponsored. Now, I mm. okay. So Daniel has cans of how mm. yeah, tell me tell me how it tastes, Daniel. First reactions. Christmas. Okay, uh, obviously. It, it, it tastes like normal Sprite, but warmer. Oh, not that's... in a not in a temperature way, in a feeling way. Uh, yeah, like a like how like cold cider is a mm. is a warm feeling, or like a, a cold glass of bourbon. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm warmed by this. I have that's... also oh, I should not have read the content. Um, I've I've been informed uh-huh. by Annika, not in an official capacity. Okay, that we should not shotgun three cans of this no we shouldn't get shotgun any cans that was i was like i um i cannot remember the last i don't think i've ever shotgunned a singular really thing let alone three uh, of a thing let me think okay so the last so i actually Maybe shotgunned once i've i've shotgunned a beer twice okay the first time was when i was 18 i think i was at mm. a campfire and it was one of the first ever drinks of alcohol i've ever had Mm. And I shotgunned a beer, and it's where I learned how to shotgun a beer. Then cool. four years went by. Uh, wait, actually, that's a lie. Then, <laughs> then seven years went by. Fade out, fade in. Seven fade, years later, fade back in to this year. Ooh, this year, uh, I shotgunned a beer while uh, at my job, in which I was teaching elementary school students. If that tells you anything, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not at the elementary school. Not there. No, it wasn't at the elementary school. It was. It was at my house, but I, it was during the process, uh, and it was fantastic. I mean, I like. I. I. We were just feeling <laughs> silly and goofy that night, and I decided yep. to shotgun a pab. Sometimes you got a pab. Uh, I've never felt that. So yeah. So I have cans. <laughs> And you have a liter. I have a liter bottle. And I don't have, so I don't, I, so my store, my, my store, like the, the heathens they are, did not carry winter Sprite cranberry Sprite uh, for, for me to effectively sponsor. But I have regular Sprite. And I could tell you the regular Sprite is, it's, it's Sprite. It is Sprite. It is <laughs> quite God. large and it is Sprite. By God, it's well, Sprite. So I, I was, I was, cause I was going to propose like a little competition. What was the did you want me to get cans? Um, no. Well, I mean, the, I, I think I think you having a liter is is fine. Okay. I think we'll Let's, just have to kind of. Uh, how much have you drunk of yours already? Uh, about. Uh, I would say like I'm down to like half the bottle. Half the bottle. Okay. Yeah. So two cans maybe. Uh, the whole maybe, thing maybe, is maybe. is uh one quart is it, the whole thing is forty two fluid ounces. This is. 12 oh okay so this is 12 yeah so, so i have i've drunk 21 fluid ounces so when did you start drinking this <laughs> at dinner so which like was an like, hour like, ago mi- yeah maybe like half an hour ago half an hour okay yeah so all right so i would have to have three and a half cans total on this yeah. recording i'm not gonna be okay tomorrow morning i'm gonna like no. i'm gonna be, I'm gonna be you gargling have, we both have work tomorrow sleep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i, I like, think that, i think to, to keep it this is not a fun thing this is a challenge no, this is, no. i like how we're talking about this like it's like hard out like we're chugging absinthe 
Like, like, yeah, we we both have you work tomorrow. You chug four cans of anything and tell me that it's fun. <laughs> anything. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So what is so if I so what's interesting, right, is I have <laughs> I have potentially here twelve opportunities to ruin my tomorrow. Uh huh. You've only got the one or three yes. and a half cans. Correct. So I, I'm I'm thinking if I can drink, I. I God, I don't like the sound of four cans of Sprite. Uh-huh. But who, I think whoever drinks more Sprite by the end of the episode, and, and not like, we'll, we'll, this will be on the pod, but we will say like, okay, time. Okay. Whoever drinks more by then gets to choose any of our movies <gasps> that we have seen, and the other one has to watch that in addition to whatever other movie oh jesus for next Christ. week that's that's a that is a what do you think i like that yeah let's do all it. right okay yeah. and by the way so this week um we're watching a movie called looks like christmas because uh hey. i because spirited has a delayed release that i thought yeah. was streaming first and then in theaters but it's the other way around so sorry looks like christmas it's hallmark time baby uh but Ooh. it's probably the best one of the year uh I before agree. we before we talk about the movie though in addition mm-hmm. to our sponsor uh <laughs> sprite cranberry uh daniel you i sent you something in the mail and i wanted it to be a surprise uh but you opened it uh, I, I arrived home I teach a I teach a wonderful uh, stage combat class for some youngsters here in town. I arrived home to an Amazon package on my desk, and I said, "What is that?" And I opened it, and it contained a single silver bell. Yeah. I'm holding it up now so Trey can see that I have in fact received it. Yeah, let me let me. I have to open mine. I I opened this package, and was very confused. Uh-huh. And I called my parents because it sounds like something my particularly my dad would have done but in my head i was like playing back the last couple of conversations i've had with them and i was like did i mention something about like a bell at work or something something like that and they sent it as a joke as a gag gift i called them and they're both in the car together and they were like no, we haven't sent you a bell. Who sent you a bell? <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, it's not my aunt or my uncle. It's not my grandparents. It's not what I wouldn't be one of my cousins. Like, there's nobody in the family. And I was like, only a few people know my address. And only a few people like I have talked to recently know my address. I was like, the only package <laughs> I'm waiting on is a wedding invitation from one of our dear friends. What is this from? So I, I, I talk on the phone with my parents. They're like, let us know when you find out. I was like, this is going to haunt me forever. And I hang up the phone and I have two text messages from Trey uh-huh. that simply say immediately after I've gotten to this phone call immediately. Did you get your package? No question mark. New message. Don't open it. <laughs> so I had to call Trey immediately, of course. It'd be like, you gave me a little bit of a heart attack. Yeah. I mean, it is a weird thing to send to someone without any context whatsoever. But, okay, let me explain. Because um, uh, I thought you had watched the movie, and then I was watching the movie this morning, and you were texting me about the movie. So I was like, okay, clearly this isn't a movie yeah. thing. Uh-huh. So it's a so it's a service bell it's a it's a call bell so it's yes, a, like yes. and i'm i'm gonna ring it order up mm. sound sounds good 
quisp, quisp crisp noise. Um, and basically, do you want to ring yours? I want to hear what yours sounds like. Nice, nice, Ooh. Daniel. Very good, very good. And no I idea to, how well my mic will pick you that know, up. We're we're a hundred episodes deep in this podcast, and who says you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Oh my okay? god! <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so basically, what I'm proposing is I have a couple ideas for this spell. Okay. Whenever we come up with a connection in the middle of talking about the movie, okay. we ring the bell and we share the connection. Okay. 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 That's so, for, for example, I I'm. I'm talking, I'm like, so, and then this older woman walks into the toy store. Who could be Mrs. Miracle. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so that's my first idea. I okay. like it. Uh, oh, I'm only about halfway through that first can. I'm feeling... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my tummy's You're feeling the burps? You're fi- I, the other thing I was, you I was did, told was, this. we are supposed to have a salty snack after we... Why did you tweet that? No, no, no. Annika told me she was like, "You oh. should do. You should have a salty thing." Okay, because to counteract the sugar. Okay, right, 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 right. Um, I also tried to come up with an empty. I was like, I was like, I'll have, I have like a, I have like a potato, um, like a potato veggie uh, kind of soup thing right now in the fridge. I got some some chicken fried rice. Like I got this stuff. I was like, um, I want something. Uh, dense but not super fat. You know, I want something that'll mm-hmm. kind of give me something for the sugar to eat, but but uh, is not going to be like big fatty things. So I had a turkey burger in the freezer. I had a turkey burger, and I thought that was going to be enough food. And it, um, no, not enough. No, it was not enough. So that sprite is hitting those uh, stomach walls. I also walls feel like, like I it's... gotta be more. I don't know if <laughs> <laughs> this episode might need to just be like uncut to get the Ooh. full. To, to get the full burping experience and the, the full <laughs> the just more more the sense of for people listening at home of like wow this is a long time and we are both drink we have both been taking little swigs of our sprite the both, yeah. the whole time we're recording <laughs> and and I'm doing label out even though you can't see me uh, we are both label out we are both doing quite well I think yeah. ooh uh so and here's the second use of the bell are you ready mm-hmm. so. Second use of the bell, it could indicate uh, we're explaining the summary of the movie and someone says something like, I'm the vice president of atmosphere. And I go (laughs) and I go. Daniel. Name me three other useless vice presidential positions. (laughs) Okay, it's a bit bell is what you've yeah, created it's a bit, here. It's a bit bell. It's a bit bell, and it just and this you know, is it an advancement some... in podcasting. I've yes. I've never no other shows have the audacity to just say, hey, instead of like waiting for a lull, I'm just kind of like in the most aggressive, one yep. of the most auditorily annoying things you could do besides eating or chewing. Just joke time. <laughs> Order up joke. Also, Order I've just up. finished my first can of Sprite Cranberry. Twelve Let's minutes, go. three seconds into the podcast. <laughs> one, yeah, one joke, please. Um, joke, please. Okay. So, uh, ooh, ooh, baby, baby. ooh, ooh all episode we're gonna be hearing those. Oh, ooh, Jesus. that first can. <laughs> uh, as if my mouth sounds weren't enough. Um, so, anyway, 
Uh, let's get to I the movie. This let's, movie. let's get to the film. You know, this is a jolly good film, and it's quite the jolly good film for our sponsor. Uh, looks like Christmas. Yeah. Uh, it is a. Uh, it's arguably the best movie of 2016. Um, yes. Let me pluck a review. This movie stars Anne Heach Hetch as Carol Montgomery. We got Dylan Neal as Terry Evans. Sean Michael Keir giving me big Broadway tenor energy with Brian mm-hmm. Montgomery. And Farron Van Humbank as Amelia Evans. Um, Amelia is Terry's daughter. Mm-hmm. And Brian is Carol's daughter. And frankly, they're the only important characters besides the hot principal who we will talk about. Oh, hot principal. Who I loved the hot principal. Is he do we know if he's married to a woman? He is, yes. He is okay, married he, to um to Carol's friend, I believe. Oh, oh he, right, right, he has right, a kid. right, right, right. He's yes, got a kid yes, yes, at yes. the school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause he was oh, giving God. me, he was giving me eyes through the screen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He was giving me some Dude, eyes. Let me just, let me just say, this is the horniest movie we've had in a while. It's, it's sexy. It's a little sexy. This is and the a ki- little yeah. sexy and, and more kids watching adults kiss, which I hate. Um, here yes, is, at least in this one though, they're like gross. Right. Yeah. They're audibly upset by it. Which yeah. Is well, and I, and I want to talk, remind me to. We can ring the bell for little reminders for each other too. Remind me to talk about the um, <laughs> the trap that this movie avoids falling in that I was super worried it was going to fall into. Um, okay, I'll remind you. Trap, 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 trap. Okay, here's a review. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One out of ten. Pretty <clears throat> boring by Cami Time. Ooh. I've never seen a movie with worse chemistry between the leading actor and actress. These two what? had zero chemistry, maybe negative chemistry. Christmas Carol, quote unquote, and Terry are ripe for conflict and they do that okay and seem to despite each other uh, and seem to dis- oh, what in the world? And seem to despise each other, which then makes oh. the forced love story look really forced. The movie really has no plot and only functions along to set the contrived manufactured conflicts. Add that to the bad chemistry between the leads and holy moby, you have one of the worst Christmas time romantic movies of all time. Maybe they just had the objective to make the make a movie with no plot. I don't know. I expected much more. I would delete this if it shows up in your DVR. Daniel. Yes. What does it mean to have negative chemistry? I think it means you actively repulse your scene partner. Oh. They're physically, physically forced away from you, which is why, like, uh, art is subjective. Films are subjective. Chemistry, I would argue, is not subjective. I think it is a very measurable thing in a movie. You can argue whether you agree or disagree with that chemistry being there. For example, the I'm going to bring it up, the Folgers commercial Naturally. with the brother and sister. I, this is strictly a Folgers co- podcast. <laughs> strictly we are a, we are a that Folgers commercial based podcast. The, the Folgers coffee commercial that we all know that I'm talking about is is the best example of having too much chemistry. The wrong kind of chemistry is in uh-huh. that commercial. Yeah. This movie, what are you talking about? These leads are magnetic. They are drawn towards each other. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. When they're it, fighting, their fighting is interesting. When they're loving, when they're feeling each other, you're feeling it too. You're like, oh, love in the air. Their love chemistry, their chemistry exists before they're on screen together. Yes. So like, so they do this. Okay, I got a burp because I'm drinking so much fucking Sprite. <laughs> God, this sucks. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be the best episode now. <laughs> uh, so, okay, you know, here's let me sidebar. I had yes. planned to go to the store and buy some Sprite cranberry, yep. buy some ginger beer, and make some like Sprite cranberry cocktails. Ooh. Right? Ooh. Doesn't that sound really nice? What's, what would what would be your drink in that? What would be your alcohol? It'd be vod- vodka. Uh, make oh, make like a make a uh, vodka cranberry vodka cran with ginger yeah, yeah like a cranberry Ooh. Moscow mule yeah very that good that's the, what we'll drink that's what we'll drink on the right on writing day yes Ooh, that's what we what can a, that's what we can have as a treat once we finish writing day I quite really, like yeah. that. That's a really good idea. Okay, what in the hell was that's, I talking? That's about? the mistletoe <laughs> secret drink. TM TM trademark TM, trademark TM, that's TM, ours trademark trademark trademark. Um, that's okay, the mistletoe. So, that's the mistletoe secret. Oh, they have chemistry instantly. Oh, it's the mistletoe secret cocktail. Um, so they have chemistry instantly before they're even on screen together because Hallmark does the Hallmark thing where they introduce uh, this this woman. Her name is Carol, and she is she is busy mom. She's head of the PTA. She's event planner. She is she's working hard, and she hardly you can hardly tell that she's working yeah this is how you can show whenever they're like all the hallmark women have to be business women no this is a powerful commanding woman she's she's a real estate agent in us in like a small town right no bigger dreams than that she just wants to be the best at that and also crush everything that happens at her son's school which she she lives to serve lives to serve powerful woman her community she is magnetic and then man, who is Ooh. this contractor? Mm. Uh, he's a demolition guy. He Fresh is, off the contracting boat. Yeah, he he moves around from town to town, and they're they're like during this entire first part of the movie where they're flipping back between these two stories. She's running all over the place and serving her town. He's trying to uh, save Christmas for his daughter, even to though be they, a better father. Yeah, to be a better father and. <laughs> And driving her to the store and whatever, uh, you're like, oh, my God, these two people are going to come together in the most unexpected way. And they're going to oh, they're going to eat each other up. So uh, we, and, and, and the cinematography in this movie is the is, best we've seen is above average for a Hallmark movie. We've got we've got the like the, the first time they sort of meet, at least the first time they are within vicinity of each other. They are both driving their children to school. Yeah. And we get this clever thing where they are framed exactly the same way and just keeps cutting back and forth between him and her. And they're both kind of complaining about the same general things, right? So so this mm-hmm. is this is how you lay out a good enemies to friends, right? Before they even meet, we show that they've got a lot in common. They're both very driven, very passionate. They've both and got they a lot of ideas. They care about their have kids. This, the same interests. Yes. Yes. And so, like, we set this up, and then when they when they do meet and when they start arguing and fighting over all the things they argue and fight about, the whole time then in, in our heads, we're like, oh, man, but, but when they come together, it's going to be great. It's going to be, be good. It's going to earn ooh, it. Ooh, it's going to be, ooh. Um, okay. 
So I feel drunk. I'm I do like, feel tr- drunk. I'm trying I do to, feel I'm, drunk. Yes. I'm Thank trying you for to saying cons- it. <laughs> I'm trying to no. concentrate between like the the bur- the the air that's escaping my tummy and the acid mm-hmm. that's that's entering my chest. Like, I, oh my I, god. I have I have a soda um maybe maybe once every two weeks, two two or three weeks. Uh kind yeah, of d- I, depending on I the never. month. I mostly I mostly am a big fan of the uh of like the Zevia sodas. Right. Those are those are those are great. So and all that to say I've I don't think I've ever had drank a soda that quickly. This this I, is gonna Yeah, oh this is gonna be a rough. This is, this is gonna be this will be tough. The okay. first kind of conflict between the first of all, we meet Carol. Carol's definitely um I think framed really well. We see she's very into Christmas, cares about it a lot. She has all these rituals. So this is our kind of main yeah, like tradition. Tradition. tradition she's, right? she's got the tradition. Of exactly. This exactly. We old school versus Terry, who's new school. He is he is a Again, contractor. And the well, jobs, the jobs work so well for that. I wouldn't call him new school. He is he is call- big on renovations and and Okay. stuck in the past necessarily sure 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 embracing newness i'll say yes. he embraces so carol newness. yeah yeah carol's got all these traditions and she's got like a connection with the local guy who sells trees and like has set up with him to get a specific tree so like the first kind of main conflict between them is she's got this tree on the roof of their car driving to school Terry, the guy, blows through a stoplight. First of all, we've got a what was the term you gave to um, a Christmas a shib- T-bone? A, but it was a it was a Chabert's car, right? It was like oh yeah, Chabert's yes. uh, yeah, Chabert's traffic light. Chabert's traffic light. We've got a red <laughs> light, and we've got two main characters coming from opposite directions at yeah, it. And I was an like, accident oh, will happen. oh, crap. So he <laughs> blows through this red light. She stops. She has not secured her tree properly, so the tree goes flying out into traffic, gets completely demolished by a big semi-truck. Yeah. So... And the whole time, all day, she's like fuming about this tree, which I don't blame her. It's a beautiful tree, clearly, a, you know, a very specific order. She had to kind of get in with this guy and make sure he knew what she wanted. And, and it is hard to lose something like that, especially when you're someone like this who's very into your traditions. Mm-hmm. So uh, they tell us that these children go to middle school. And that's a lie because these kids are 17. These kids are old. In fact, the first time that I saw... <laughs> First time that I saw her, her dad. This, uh, what's her name? Amelia is the, first, is the daughter. First time I saw Amelia and Terry on screen, right? Yep. Yep. I thought they were dating. Yep. And and I do not blame you for that because because Terry had this sort of like you know when men sort of like just take up space drape. Yeah, they sort of drape like they put an arm on a back of a chair that someone's they sitting in. They become the throw blanket. Yeah, or like they put their arm up against a wall or something. Yeah, he was doing that kind of vibe to show what looked like possession, which in a Hallmark movie that reads as, uh, "You're you're my wife." So, yep. I that's what I thought. Then I was Bold like, "Of you to no bail out shot. on that Borat at the last second." <laughs> 
<laughs> I've never seen pull, someone pull a Borat parachute that last minute. It was That's quick. Impressive. Yeah, I was at you 500. Thought about it. I, yeah, you were I was there. I was at 500 feet and I had to pull. <laughs> you did a halo Borat yeah. jump there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they both look 17. It's really confusing. And honestly, I just kind of because then we see other students and they look like high schoolers, too. I just kind of ignored it anytime they said they were in middle school. Like, no, they are not. These yeah. kids are 16, 17 years old, maybe 18 even. Unimportant like, to the movie that they're in middle school. Unimportant. Uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, so Terry joins, uh, wants to be more involved with her, mm-hmm. his daughter. So, at, so he joins the PTA and the PTA always holds this sort of, what, what did they describe it as? It's like this Christmas like, extravaganza. Oh yes, the the Christmas spectacular. Spectacular. That's right. Yeah. I remembered it because it's the same as the Rocket Christmas spectacular. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so they hold this Christmas spectacular, which is just like this big gala for the town. There's no real stakes to the Christmas spectacular. It's just sort of they're throwing a party, and the conflict is that uh, Terry has has new school ideas i put that in air quotes new school ideas for the (laughs) for the spectacular whereas carol is completely about tradition and she's like people expect to see the same thing every single year just give them what they want and terry's like but what if we did something new that gives the kids something new to do in the shows that shows off their their, your the unique talents and then like the head the president or whatever his the moderator i guess um he's the principal but he's also like runs the pta yeah it's weird and he and he's like Terry's got some good points. So they become joint. They become co-chair of the Christmas spectacular, and that's how they have their their grand meeting. Uh, and uh, Ooh, just it's steamy right off the yeah, bat. Every moment where they just where they arrive at sort of liking Ooh. each other, they information is revealed that tanks Carol's perception of Terry. For instance, he's he has an out of town license plate, which she recognized as the car that uh, yep. that sent the tree flying off of her hood. Uh, she, uh, her. Uh, oh, what was it? Her daughter was in the hallway. And for some reason that ticked Carol off because she didn't recognize her. And that was, no, no, no. I think Carol was just like, Oh, cause Carol likes the daughter, like the daughter and the son bond really quickly. Cause it's a, it's midterms. It's midterm There's, season. Oh yeah, it is. Mid, which did and I so, tell you, did yeah, I tell oh, no, the please. midterm story on this, on this podcast? I don't think so, so. I, I, I was part of a public access television show in high school. Oh uh, yes. Yes. And uh, one of the pieces I did, uh, I I had pitched it to my teacher and I was like, I want to do an info piece. I want to do a think piece on the positive and negative attributes of midterms for students. And I want and I'm going to get some hard data and I'm going to do like a big think piece for this. As it turns out, high school midterms are probably one of the least tracked data points in history so like like there's no there's no book you could pull out of the library in which midterms that were were like oh yeah uh, jimmy john johnson got a c in his history final and it's because he smoked too much weed the night before because he forgot like there's no data like that you know sure so i so 
I, I pitch him this and he's like, dude, you can't do that piece. Like it's, that's a terrible idea. And every, every year you get one, you get one pass where it's like, no, dude, I can do this. Every year you could veto the teacher who tells you no and be like, just trust me on this. This is going to be good. And I took my veto for that piece and what in the opening line, and this will tell you everything you need to know. The opening line of that piece was midterms. One of the most stressful parts of the average school year. I didn't even have the huevos <laughs> to say it was the most stressful part of the well, average school finals. year. Like, I know that was the. Yeah, I mean, the, like, who if cares I about the fi- middle I, part? That cuts my entire argument in half. Anyway, uh, that's my bit on it. So midterms are stressful. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the daughter joins the son's study group, which happens at Carol's house. And uh, that's kind of their kind of plot, at least in the beginning. Um, And then for the beginning part of this movie, again, I I think even outside of Hallmark, I think, except for a couple of moments, I think this is actually like a pretty well-made script. Because like you said, every time they're about to get closer together, something happens. And, so, and not something nonsensical. It's, it's no, some something stuff yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so like it, um, so it, it happens this way where like the biggest, biggest kind of fight in this movie, besides the show, they kind of get over the show really quickly where then the principal has to like step in and he's like, all right, fine. What if we make the theme of the show Christmas past, present and future? That's a good compromise principle. I don't really know why you, you're the one making it, but sure, you know, sure, whatever. And so he suggests this. So that kind of gets resolved quickly. The biggest plot, the biggest point of argument between these two is he is his project that he's in town to manage is about to tear down the town's library. And Carol is the person who is spearheading the effort to save the library. That is a good conflict a fundamental conflict a fundamental, fundamental. disagreement yes on a and on a historical landmark thing so terry keeps getting pressured by his boxes by his bosses over skype a little bit of skype in this movie going on he keeps oh, yeah, getting pressured by the yeah. A little bit of Skype product placement almost. Like yeah. literally most of his business, he doesn't meet anybody in person. He's always yeah, on all, all Skype. Yeah. All Skype. So baby. they keep pressuring him into doing kind of underhanded methods. So they're like, look, it becomes a historical site and like the first. So we need to break ground before then. Otherwise, it's going to slow us way down and we're going to have to get in all these legal disputes, even though we own the building. Right. Did they ever mention like what, why they're tearing down the library? No, they're just, they just want to tear it down to build a hotel. Okay. It's always a hotel with these people. Always a hotel with these people. Always, always one. Um, And then I, I think throughout this, there are some really cute, again, very authentic relationship building blocks. Like at one point, Terry is late from picking up Amelia from uh, study practice. So Carol's like, Look, no problem. Just stay for dinner. They stay for dinner. Terry shows up eventually. He's like, thank you so much for watching her. Why don't you guys come over tomorrow night? I'll cook for you guys just to kind of pay you back. I appreciate it. 
they're like, sure, yeah, that's great. And this is when she kind of learns about his job a bit more. So there's already tension going into this dinner. And then Terry's a man, so he can't cook. He's not good at cooking. So Carol has to kind of teach him how to cook. Yeah, he orders pizza. He orders he, pizza first he night. He orders pizza. Every Everything he makes comes out of a takeout box. Let me tell he you. He can't cook. He can't he's cook. A man. He's a man. He's a man in a Hallmark movie. He's a man in a Hallmark movie. Um, Come on. So, Daniel, they also yeah. hold auditions for... Oh, yeah. They hold auditions I knew you for the to Christmas Spectacular. I have to talk about it because it's really important to me. Um, they hold auditions for the Christmas Spectacular. There's a juggler who I, I, I identify as a juggler. Uh... There's a unicycler. <laughs> there's there's a juggler on a unicycle. Oh, sorry, I need to address your language there. You yeah, identify sure. as a juggler. I think some people would call me a juggler, which I would have to agree with them, sure. even though I don't think I'm that good. So like I think you're very good at juggling. Yeah, I think I'm I think I think you I think, are, I, I, I think I can juggle. Yes, I think you can juggle. <laughs> I think not only can you juggle, though, I think you can juggle better than someone like me who like I know how to juggle. Sure. But I am not that good at juggling. So for for a frame, I am that of good reference. at juggling this podcast and drinking these sprites though, because I'm two for two, baby. Oh, look at you here. Let me tell. Let's take a joint swig. It's a lot less impressive <laughs> for you because it's you, you. You're just like either the bottle's got sprite in it or it's empty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't have a. I don't have trash to signify how many how much sprite I've. Dude, and again, I just got to hype up the chemistry between these two because it's literally like every scene they walk in and they're like, oh, you're working on that thing. Yeah, I'm working on that thing. What do you yeah, think about that? Like, I don't know. What do you yeah. think about that? Oh, she can tell me about that. Huh? Like and it's during, like auditions, <laughs> during auditions, it's like he's running auditions and he's like having these four kids sing. What is it? Like Hark the Herald, is it? Yeah, I think Hark the Herald is what they're doing. It, the in like four part harmony. And he's like, that was great, you guys. Like killer. Uh, and then she walks in and she's like, you're holding auditions without me. And he's Terry is like, yeah, what of it, girl? Like, what do you like? What do you want? Every, like, come on, babe. Like, I feel like this is auditions. for for <laughs> for people who are not uh, who have never been uh, performers there. Very often what happens is you meet your castmates. And depending on how you think the quality of the show is, you make. Uh, certain character decisions. So, for example, Trey and I did a production of My Fair Lady at one point where we decided that the person uh, playing Freddy, the love interest of My Fair Lady, was uh, a John Connor type character traveled back from uh, the future. And he had to marry uh, Eliza instead of um, Mr. Higgins in that show. Nonsensical, had very little bearing on the plot. But you do these little things to keep yourself entertained. I think these two actors were like, we are going to make every scene. We are half an inch away from tearing each other's clothes it's, off. It's like it's going to be hot. There's it's gonna a be challenge. Steam. They're going to have to wipe the lens of the camera between every take because it's because it's and not so from the steamy. not from the not from the fucking snow. <laughs> like <laughs> they are so close yeah, it's a joke. It feels like a joke scene in a show of like, oh, you, you want to do that? Yeah, prove it. Like it's Ooh. that level of challenging dialogue. I literally like expected the principal or one of her friends at one point to be like, can you guys can you guys stop? 
Please? <laughs> like, we are talking cut. about a middle school pageant. There are, ki- there are kids here. There are children present. Um, okay, yeah, conti- I, let's talk about some of these other folks in okay. this audition. So there's a juggler, okay? There's a unicycler, which I would love to learn how to unicycle. Mm-hmm. And then, hoo-hoo, there is... Sorry, ho-ho-ho, I should say. Ho-ho-ho, there <laughs> is Tall Santa, which... Wow. Which manifests in this show as Santa on stilts. So yes. it's a it's a it's a boy who is on stilts who is in a Santa costume, but a tall Santa costume. And yep. Daniel, what does tall Santa do? What he, makes tall Santa different from all the others? He's scarier, I think. Yeah, but like, what does that mean? He's I think scarier. Tall Santa is the enforcer of the North Pole. He's a little the enforcer. Bit. Okay, so explain what the enforcer of the North Pole does. Like, why is so? Like, he's only he's only the enforcer because he's bigger than the other Santa. Yeah. <laughs> what does yeah. he enforce? The law. Okay. <laughs> you're telling you're telling me the Santas are up there breaking the law. I think I think he's the one who delivers the coal. Oh, because right, because every time we've seen a Santa deliver toys, they only have toys in the bag. There is no coal. Maybe because they've so, got a, des- a couple of designated coalmen. Okay, can I? Can I coalmen? Oh, can I? Hold on. <laughs> that's hold nothing. on. Give me a second. That's give nothing. me a second. No, 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 right. no, no. Um, let me paint this picture that you're trying I liter- to draw. I for literally me. feel drunk. So, so you've right. you've sketched a you've sketched a picture. Allow me to paint it, please. Um, so you're trying to tell me. That there, okay, so what we've established already mm-hmm. is that there are, there's a different Santa for pretty much every like region and time zone. Sure. That goes out and is dispatched from the North Pole and delivers presents to every house. What you're saying is those Santas only deliver presents, and then Tall Santa, the enforcer, goes out and or delivers he, coal to every house. Sure. And or he only... could just be he could just be Santa from the Netherlands, which is the the world's tallest nation with an average height in the country for men at six feet and five foot seven inches for women. Okay. Cause it, cause it is he is nine feet tall. He he's is quite big, tall. He's quite tall. Santa is quite tall. Um okay so he's the Santa of the Netherlands. Sure. Um what does so French Santa, as we know Puts candy in shoes. What does yep. Tall Santa do? Puts them in your. Uh, <laughs> he puts them in the in your. Oh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> they've got so well. No, shut up. No, because they've got coats. So they've got to hang up the know, coats on the I, rack. How is I supposed to know what you're going he's to gotta say? He's got to hang. He's got to put the candy in like the like the breast pocket of all their big coats that they've got to wear. And no, no, none of the other Santas can reach up that high to put the candy in. <laughs> I am tall, so I can make height jokes. So, okay. So, Tall Santa mm-hmm. puts, puts uh, when he enters, and, and I, I'm assuming on his way out, he'll put candy in coat pockets. So, when you put on your jacket for the cold winter in the mm-hmm. morning, you will reach into your pockets and find candy in your pockets. And the reason why he does this is because the coats are too high. Or is he a Santa who exclusively delivers presents to people who live in attics? 
Like yeah, they're like attic apartments, you know. Okay, sure. Like a loft, like a sort of loft apartment. Yeah, does in he a, just does, like a converted single family home? No, 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 no. Because not every house has a fireplace. Mm. So how do these other Santas getting in? I'm proposing that this Santa is the one, almost like a Slender Man type figure, comes to Jesus. windows and like oh can reach up to the windowsill and pull himself up and like slide in the the little treats. Okay, so what you said first, which is tall My Santa sugar is scarier. Santa, <laughs> you said first, tall Santa is scary, mm-hmm. and and you've landed on an idea that makes him terrifying so let me let me paint this picture tall santa goes to homes that do not have chimneys which is Mm -hmm. a limited number of homes and he says go go gadget extendo legs and he's and he slimes up the side of a house to a window in -hmm. which he he presses on the window to bring to pull it up even Mm -hmm. if it's locked he's that strong yeah and then he breaks through the screen Mm -hmm. and then places places his uh presence under the tree with his extendo arms you're saying this like it's ridiculous and then slimes away that's tall santa uh i mean that's my idea of tall santa i'm in for tall santa I'm in. Let me uh, let me ruminate on Tall Santa while we while we continue okay. with the plot because we For are sure. 40 minutes into this and about 25 minutes into the movie. Let's finish up. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just bang through this because it's short. So cool. Uh, oh no the the library is gonna be demolished. But also there's a Christmas tree lighting. Oh no the library is gonna be demolished. But also we have rehearsal for the Christmas spectacular. Oh no the library is gonna be demolished. But we have to open the Christmas spectacular. We get to the Christmas Spectacular. It's the worst show I've ever seen. There is what? a <laughs> I love the Christmas Spectacular. Okay. You tell me, tell, talk to me about the Christmas. The spectacular. Christmas spect- is it? Is it? A, is it an objectively good show? No, but does it perfectly encapsulate the theme of Christmas's past, present, and future? Absolutely. Okay. Amelia, so- the daughter, is reading uh, Silent Night. She's reading the the poem, story, whatever novella, and uh, or what is it? Uh, like uh, or twas the night before Christmas. Yeah, twas the night before Christmas. Forgive yeah. me, it's the sugar. Twas the night before Christmas. She's reading this, and kind of they kind of intercede it with people doing their bits. So like, not even a mouse, and like some like elves come out and like juggle and do cartwheels across the stage and stuff. And it's like, uh, oh my my dreams, the sugar plum dreams, and I think that's cool. What a fun way to have everybody's talents on display while keeping the theme. So okay. you jumped right to the talent you, show, you, though. We got to go back and figure out when did these two get together? Oh, when did they get together? They get together before the talent show. Dude, this scene in the snow between them. Chef's kiss. Delightful. Terry goes for a little walk because he missed a tree trimming party that Carol was throwing. And his daughter <laughs> really wanted him to be there. And he couldn't be there because of work. He's always on the phone, this dad. Yeah, mm. he's he's always getting a call. Always getting a call. Kim Possible, this guy. So he goes for a little walk after like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really I'm trying to be a dad, but it's hard. And Carol talks to Amelia and is like, your dad really is trying. And I know that's not enough sometimes, but he is trying. Terry goes for this walk and he's like, 
and Carol shows up unbeknownst of nothing. I'm like, Ooh, little pride and prejudice going on. I love it. And they have this like really, I think great genuine conversation between them of like, Carol is, they both like each other and there isn't a moment they have to say it, which is a very mature thing for a Hallmark movie to do. Cause these are both either divorced uh, Carol is divorced and Terry's wife died two years ago. Um, and so like, these Wait. are people who have, who are adults. They have been in relationships before. They know what the spark is, you know? Yeah. They feel and it. They feel it. And so they have this conversation where he's like, thank you for like being around. I think you've been a really positive presence in Amelia's life, but also in my life. And she's like, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, maybe sometimes you got to make new traditions, you know? And we've learned at this point that the reason Carol is kind of the way she is around Christmas is her husband left her right before Thanksgiving, like in November. And she was like, first of all, very, I know I'm going off on tangents, but this is how good the movie is, I think, right? Uh, Terry learns this from her friend, Carol's friend, very honest depiction of a depressive episode from her friend. She's like, Carol never got out of bed that month. Like she, it, it wasn't, it wasn't romanticized in any way. It's just like, she, she was depressed and she didn't want to do anything. So she didn't. And then she got up and it was, it was December 1st. And that was when she just decided to never try and not go back to that place again. Try and not be in that space. Also good friend in this movie. That good, good, friend. good friends. Usually the friend's pretty wow. bad, but the friend was pretty good. Good fucking good friend. friend. Good friend. And so Terry kind of knows this bit of her backstory and they like go in for a kiss and it's it felt earned, which is something weird to talk rare, about in these movies. Rare. Yeah. I was like, yeah. You get that kiss. You both earned it. They've got a cute moment of before they even kiss. She kind of leans in and like leans against his chest a bit while they're sharing a laugh. It was cute. I was totally here for it. And then they get interrupted by a snowball fight before they can actually (laughs) smooch. And even that, I was like, oh, man. They get their chance to smooch later. Don't you worry about getting the chance to smooch. (laughs) Um, So... Oh, God. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> I... Oh, oh, sugar jaw. <laughs> I hope nobody who listens to this is a dentist. I, I'm like, so like. My I'm head's drinking, heavy. I'm drinking this and like. I don't want any more. No. You know, but you know, I'm going to make you watch a Christmas heart. That, I, that's the issue. That's the problem. Because I thought because here's the thing. So about regarding our our little bet is like, I don't mm-hmm. I mean, I was thinking about making you watch Christmas heart, but I was like, yeah, that's no that wouldn't be any fun. That's not of any use to me. Just making you watch Christmas heart and calling it a day. You know, you know I feel like we have to talk about it in next week's episode. I know. That's of no use to me. I don't okay, want to talk. Well, what are you going to make me watch me then? talking about Christmas Heart is a sure. punishment in and of itself. Sure. Um, I, I only I'll only tell you once once we finish up if I win. 
Uh oh, uh oh. Can number four. <laughs> um, so talent show happens. He gets another phone call. This guy on his um, phone. Terry, get off the phone. It's but about this to be the play. It, but this time he gets overheard. Um, but also this time uh, there's a distraction. Mm. And it's the fact that Carol's son is playing the saxophone. Something Ooh. he swore he wouldn't do. But Let me Terry, tell you, Brian, Brian wails on that sax. Let me oh, tell you. Let, he lets that thing sing. Brian's breaking hearts tonight. Yeah. So uh, Terry is like, hey, babe. <laughs> hey, babe. Hey, babe. Guess what? I got I got your son to play sax. Do you think I'm saxy? And Carol's like, hot damn. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Don't baby. don't need no don't need no mistletoe in this here gymatorium. No. So, uh, I guess I like functional. I, I mean, it goes off without a hitch. Everybody loves it. Um, well, no. So, they, so Terry leaves, Terry leaves. Cause he's, cause we didn't talk about the compromise, man. We didn't talk about how he fixes the hotel dilemma. Oh yes, 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 yes. This is why we can't have sugar. Cause we're just going to get, I, I'm off. I'm this episode is like rough game. to listen to in the yeah, summer. Usually, I feel like. usually I'm the summary gamer and this, I'm off my summary game. All right, give it to me straight. Give it to me straight. Terry comes up with a great compromise after he makes out with Carol. His compromise is they save the library and they incorporate it into the hotel design. And that's it. Cheers. Cheers to that. that. Clink. (laughs) He saves the library. He saves them two months of construction time. My God. (laughs) Uh, And then what else? Oh, yeah, so he gets so because of this, uh, he gets called away at the beginning of the show right before it starts because because his boss is like my boss's boss is coming into town and he wants to meet you. And Terry's oh, like, yes, I yes, cannot yes. do that. I got to watch my daughter's show. I've been a bad father. I like that Terry has moments of owning like very. I feel like very consistently he owns the fact that he is not a great dad sometimes. I think. Uh, well, I think. So what's interesting is because he has to move a lot, I feel like he's very Mm self-aware about what he's doing to his daughter. Yes. Yeah. You know, because like if these these projects sound like they take like, I don't know, six months. Yeah, not a long time. So like that's a lot of moving to have a daughter who needs an education, you know? Yeah. And what a pain in the ass. And I think so, they, I, I was worried, this isn't, I'm going to talk about my trap in a second that I was worried it was going to fall mm-hmm. into. But the other trap they avoided was, I, 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 he was forgiven by his daughter by the end of this movie, but he was still admittant to the fact, look, I know this isn't an easy life for you and I want to stop moving. And he does stop moving. Like they stay in town at they the get end of this house. movie and they get a house. So he does do that. But there was never a moment of like, dad, I'm so proud of you for moving around. Like she, she likes that he's working, but there was never a, Hey dad, it's okay that you don't show up to things sometimes that I care about. And like, it's he, clearly not okay. Yeah. Like it's not okay. Yeah. And it's okay that it's not okay. And their relationship is going to be much stronger for it. Because there is that acknowledgement of, Dad, it really hurts when you're not there for special events. And um, that's basically the movie. 
Trey's now challenging me a little bit. I'm done. Over video. I'm, I finished it. I finished my bottle. I've only got to do half of this can. You monster. If I do this whole can, <laughs> you're done. All right. You're done, and then baby. They, and then they smooch. Connections. They smooch. They buy a house. The kids watch. Connections. Her name is Carol. <sighs> and she goes by Christmas Carol. Daniel. Yep. <laughs> she goes by Christmas Carol. Yeah. What, is, what does that mean to me? Why? Why is that important? Carrie Fisher. Oh, and she kind of looks like Carrie Fisher. So if we remember, there's a movie called It's Christmas Carol, where we find out that there is a board of connectors or a board of correctors rather in the North Pole. And she's one of them. So it sounds like the corrections board I, <laughs> <laughs> board of corrections is a different so, thing. So so I'm I'm thinking that she is that but in the future in the same way it the uh, in the in the same way that this movie tackles the the dilemma of past present and future in the movie the a christmas carol stop shaking your fucking can i hate you <laughs> in the same way that this deals with those tropes i'm proposing that carol in its christmas carol is the future version of carol in this movie in the christmas carol future dream sense have we ever established that angels exist in a linear time? I, I mean, is there any reason why? So li- linear time is how we observe time, right? Past, present, future. Sure. There are other concepts of, of observing time where you can exist at all points in time. And so you can see it all as just one thing. Oh, I see what you mean. And I don't think it's unreasonable to say the the angels kind of exist in that very like ooh higher dimension sort of way, right? So 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 she can be Carol, and that can be what Carol looked like when she died. But we don't have to displace uh, its Christmas Carol from its point in the timeline because as soon as she became an angel, she can time travel. She can go wherever she wants to. Good. Very right, it, it does not okay. impact anything else. Sure, I, that is a fantastic connection. Absolutely so fantastic connection. To to further explain this this concept Daniel is talking about, uh, which is, do angels experience time as linear? Yeah. If time was this bottle of Sprite, <laughs> sure. I am experiencing this <laughs> bottle of Sprite right now. I can see every angle of this bottle of Sprite. I have never seen the- Trey focused on something as intently as he just <laughs> focused on that bottle of Sprite. <laughs> I can see I can see it at every angle, everywhere I look. There's so much time happening right time now. Time is this bottle of Sprite. Sure. And angels can experience this every angle of this bottle of Sprite yeah. in their present moment whenever they'd like so like sure. the cap is twelve thirty six. okay okay the the this little knob thing down here is is twenty one twenty one. okay okay 
this so, this little yes. knob right here. Yep, you are really committing to this visual bit in an audio medium. This the Spanish Inquisition. The little plastic bit on the on the cap. No, so so an easy way to imagine linear versus non-linear time for people who do do not get into this sort of realm of science fiction. It's very simple. Linear time exists time as we perceive it exists because we have a singular viewpoint it's us we are the viewpoint so for us time is always moving in one direction you can envision it as a timeline whatever that is how it exists if we take out the reference point us out of that line then what is before during and after no longer exists because past, present, and future are relative positions relative to us as a viewpoint. I am positing that angels, rather than, go, I think angels, when they live on Earth, go through linear time. They go through, they die at point A, let's say. No, sorry. They're born at, born at point A, they die at point B. When they die at point B, they leave that straight line from A to B. So they can look at that line any way they want to, any which when, and go wherever because it is just a line. It's existing all at the same time to them. Does that make sense? Can they exit the line? They have exited the line. They do oh, not no, exist no, no. in can the they, line. Can they exit point A to point B? Like, can they, like, let's yes. say you were born in 1962 and then you die in 2022. Yeah. Can you go to 1955? Yes. They can kill Hitler? They could kill Hitler and they don't, so... <laughs> <laughs> and they don't. How's that, How's that moral quandary? <laughs> and they don't, Daniel. And the, they don't. I think you've got a wonderful connection. I think we've absolutely nailed this episode. I have, sorry, my trap that I mentioned that this movie didn't oh, yeah, fall talk, into. Yeah, yeah, we have seen plenty trap. of movies where parents fall in love with other parents. And then also the kids fall in love with the kids. And it's like, as soon as those parents get married... um, stepsister <laughs> that's not so as socially as acceptable let's say yeah uh in this one though the kids do not fall in love good yeah, job which was movie. good it was very thank you hallmark a everybody say thank hallmark. you hallmark thank you hallmark uh yeah, everyone say was, bye bye hallmark um, that was a I, subtle nod yeah a subtle nod to not being creepy yeah i love it bold filmmaking one might call it um, i have drunk four four 12 fluid ounce cans of sprite christ yeah and i and i've i i was only ever capable of drinking 42.2 fluid ounces of sprite let so i guess that's on me lesson to other yeah, podcasters if you're gonna set a challenge a don't bring a one liter to a 12 can fight <laughs> Or, Daniel, let this be a lesson. Yeah. Always, always buy more Sprite Cranberry. I'm drunk. I'm literally drunk. I am I'm drunk speaking right like now. I am. I, I'm slurring my yes. words. I have, I have not taken I have a, not sip, had a of alcohol. sip of alcohol in weeks. <laughs> and I, and my um, fingers are tingling. My eyes are definitely more active. We should have filmed this. We'll film the next yeah. one because, like, we've both been visually terrible. a lot more active. Um, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. We are concluding this recording. Is... It's about 8.02 p.m. on uh, on Wednesday for us. I, I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. 
Yeah, I feel like I feel terrible. And the worst part was this was just a good movie. Like we didn't need the extra energy for anything. (laughs) This is a good, solid in and out movie. Good connection. Good plot. Good actors. We're done. Like we're done. We're in. We're out. Um, Daniel, what? What? So you have drunk more Sprite than me. Definitely. Um, So by by the bylaws of our Sprite Cranberry sponsorship, this means (laughs) I, I must watch. It, three hours of Hallmark this week, rather than three just three whole hours. And well, we were gonna we were gonna double up on some recordings. Yeah, we're watching. Well, we're watching Spirited. We're watching um, Spirited. So uh, we'll be watching Spirited for the, for our hundredth episode. I guess that is. Yep. Um, which is exciting. But what's the additional movie that uh, you're gonna have me watch? So this this episode is not purely Spirited, and it has a little bit of Hallmark stuff. I'm feeling. I'm really tempted to have you go back to call me Mrs. Miracle. Oh yeah. I'm wondering if there's something in some stuff in there that we can kind of look back on now. Yeah. Cause no, like, I was gonna ha- that's the yeah. movie we have been, we have treated that movie like it is um, like a required reading. We've treated it like the great right. Gatsby where it's like, Oh yeah. You remember in the, the great Gatsby and it's like, we just assumed everybody's seen it. Yeah. It's the old Testament. It's sure. It's the Old Testament. Everyone's watched the Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, so I'm tempted to say that. Do the if you do the outro real quick, I will. I'll keep looking through and see if there's something that might be useful. But. Sounds good. Don't forget to leave five stars on this podcast, and also leave a review that tells us how good Sprite Cranberry is. It'll really help us out. You it's can also very find us. Good. You can find us on mistletoesecret.com to learn the story so far, or you could fill out the form at the bottom of the page to tell us your version of the story so far. You can also do the same thing by sending us an email at mistletoesecret at gmail.com or following us on Twitter at hcusecret on twitter.com, pending its site shutdown. Yeah, it's uh, Colin really Robert- <laughs> I didn't Colin say the Robertson- yeah, keep the memes. Uh, Kyle Robertson wrote our intro music, which is called what again, Daniel? It is called, mmm, baby, those chestnuts are roasting. Yeah. Uh, and then the outro music is, of course, called, uh, ouch, my Christmas taint. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name or uh, Daniel you have anything else no you are going to be watching Debbie McCombert's Call Me Mrs. Miracle sounds great my name is Trey Flutnicky my name is Daniel Conkle and I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay cranberry <laughs> thank you for listening do not drink this much Sprite Cranberry <laughs> we're begging you don't tell them don't tell Sprite LeBron lied that. LeBron said no LeBron is people <laughs>